hey, this is Crash with a quick note. So for the first 25 minutes of this, you're going to be hearing some air hitting a microphone off and on. I've tried to edit it out as best I could. Didn't work so well. When we record these sessions, the first goal is to have fun playing the game. The secondary goal is recording an episode. So I don't police players and their audio content. That's never a concern for me, but I understand how it can be annoying for someone listening after the fact. There is a reason why the fan was on. The reason was valid, and I wasn't about to tell them to turn it off. But here we are. After the first 25 minutes, it goes away, and we don't have that problem anymore. So bear with it if you can. If not, jump forward 25 minutes, and you won't hear it anymore. All right, on with the show. Hello, and welcome to Pack Tactics Season 4. This is a homebrew Dungeons & Dragons campaign. My name is Crash. I'll be your DM for the evening. Tonight, I'm joined by a bunch of awesome people, including Chris, Beth, Ellie, Yo, and Jen. So, um, it was, it's been a little while, but what happened last time? Tunnel? Th there is a tunnel. You're right. And a mecha gator with, uh -huh. one, with one leg missing. No, no, the, the leg is right there. It's just... <clears throat> unattached. Some, one leg unattached. Some assembly required. <laughs> some reassembly acquired, probably. Yes, but it's okay. The leg is currently being used as a chair by Deza, <clears throat> while it's in the basket that makes up most of the torso of the robo-gator thing. The, the last session, we were coming up with names for it, and I for they were all fun names. None of them the actual name I gave it, but you don't know what that is because it has a big drill for a head, so oh, it can't really right. talk to you. All I can do is tap. But yes, you are going down this tunnel um, with everyone else. You got to this tunnel by going through a hollowed out giant statue, which you've assumed is a giant robot, although there's no metal inside the giant statue, but there's a mm -hmm. lot of th places where things could have been attached. So. Maybe. thing is full of metal bits. It probably stole the metal. Possibly. Um, now, most Along. of the metal bits that you found in the basket that the the Crocobot, <laughs> or whatever it is, um, Drilligator, I think is one of the terms that was used last time. Right. Most I mean, of those bits were taken from the various beings that were murdered. Yeah, well, that's because it's, it's been a while, so it, it has to find more. We'll go with that. Um, and in a stroke of genius, Ebenezer decided that because several members of the party did not have dark vision, that meant, hey, this tunnel needs to be lit up. And well, the reason why I say stroke of genius is because Ebenezer finally cast a spell that was the spell he intended to cast. The bad news is not a firebolt. Yeah. The good news is the tunnel's fairly straight and he didn't hit anything. The bad news is that he let his beard on fire, didn't he? Uh, no. He did that earlier. Well, technically he cast fairy fire, so the beard is not on fire, but it, it is very sparkly and glowing. If you thought you were casting a fireball or something like that, and you saw your beard glowing, you might be a little disconcerted. So, ah. yes. He's only self-aware enough to be funny. Um, but the tunnel lit up a whole bunch of tiny little robots 
in in the brief amount of time that the fireball went past, it didn't hit any of them, but there's a lot of them in the tunnel ahead of you. And that's where we ended it last time. Okay. People can fit in the Drilligator's basket. Well, at least one person can. Because Dezah's there. Mm-hmm. Is that one person can fit if they are size small? Or is that a medium-sized individual could also fit, but not because... Not while Deza is there, because Deza is performing the cat maneuver of taking up all available space, despite <laughs> not being able to take up all available space. No, no. That would be Navix doing that, because Navix can literally become a cat, and Navix would care that little for the entire party to do that specifically, I'm sure. Hmm? Um, but in this case, there's really only one comfortable place to sit. It's on top of the leg. The rest of the bits are kind of pointy. But the the, the drilligator is roughly the size of a crocodile. So more than one of you could sit on it. It's just, at this point, not comfortably. Mm-hmm. And you're not quite Wait. sure what its capacity is for how well it'd be able to move forward under load. Okay, so... Wait. Yes? Sorry. Yes? What is the purpose of sitting where you are sitting? To see if I could. Well, that makes sense. Also, you were drawing maps, if I recall, or making notes or something. Yes, I was drawing maps. Fair. We we might have a little problem up ahead if the other critters don't like us following their drill lizard. Maybe they're friendly. This one didn't bother us. By the way, the tapping has not stopped. It's still the whole, the the drilligator takes a step forward and then does that tapping thing. It takes a step forward and does the tapping thing, which is amusing to me because I'm thinking about people doing their homework on the bus and what that does to their handwriting when the bus goes over bumps and stuff, especially if you're sitting in the back of the uh-huh. bus where all the bumps are a lot worse. And Deza is sitting on top of the drilligator, drawing and taking notes. So, smooth line, smooth line, nice handwriting. Earthquake! Smooth line, <laughs> smooth line. Uh, but the tapping is also coming from the tiny robots. I wonder why they they may not be hostile to us, it seems likely that they are hostile to metal. Oh. But wait, aren't they metal too? They yes, might, but presumably they were not going to disassemble each other. Though that leg came from somewhere, so... Pretty sure it came from it. Yes. Oh, you know what they say. Waste not, what not. True. Huh. A small group of tiny robots is approaching. The rest of them seem to be keeping their distance. How many little robots come uh, Not many... 10, 15, something like that. Not small. Um, so, you know those little lizards that they're, I think they're native to Florida, but you can get them in pet stores? Anolis! Yes! I, I never knew if they were pronounced anoli or anol, because I've heard it pronounced both ways. I think it's pronounced both ways. I like anoli. Okay. Okay, so if you can. Because anol would be like a, a hyena. Mm. Okay. Well, 
imagine, if you will, an anoli that has a screwdriver or some other tool for a face. Now, they mo- most of them have multiple tools stuck in there. They're, of course, very small. Imagine, if you will, somebody stuck legs and a tail onto a multi-tool. Maybe they're going to replace the leg on the drilligator. They crawl up into the basket with Deza. Oh. Hello. They crawl out of the basket, each carrying a small bit of metal. Concerning. Deza, maybe don't sit on the leg. I don't think they're going to take the leg. Bigger one might. Imagine, if you will... Uh, documentary footage of army ants carrying leaves. Except <laughs> tiny robot lizards with tools for faces carrying little scraps of metal. Huh. It'd be adorable if some of them weren't, well, some of the bits of metal weren't covered in blood. Yeah. What the heck gathered it and put it in the basket? Hmm. Maybe they did. Maybe that's how it got in there. Maybe. I'm going to assume you just keep following them? Yeah, just keep... Or is the drilligator stopped? No, it keeps moving, but the tiny robots are moving a lot faster because they have all their legs. And they're going in the same direction the drilligator is? Yes. Are they tapping? Yes. Do we follow the little ones, or do we follow the drill thing and have the drill thing at our back? I mean, if we follow the little ones faster than the drill thing is at her back. Let's put it this way. Ebenezer has to slow down to keep pace with the drilligator. Oh. Oh, we can keep going. I'm done with my notes. Uh, unless we see anything else interesting. Beating up might be useful. Not that I like being in front of this thing, but it is slow at the moment wounded, so maybe it will be alright. How small are these little ones they're, compared to a cobalt? They're roughly the size of are about so. um, the size of, of your longest finger. Their tail is longer, but... If you're including okay. the tail, the biggest of them are probably like five inches. I'm gonna pick one up. Its little legs wiggle futilely. Let's see what it does. It just keeps wiggling its legs, looking for Do I roll something for that? <laughs> um, you know what? Sure, go ahead. Give me an unarmed strike roll. Unarmed strike roll. Hmm, where is that? We're not going to roll for damage because you're trying to pick it up. Yeah, I'm just trying to pick it up, but I don't remember how to... Where is that on the character sheet? It, it would be one of your attacks. So if you look on the, the list oh. of attacks, you can do... Okay, attacks. Yeah. Unarmed strike, okay. Um, I got a 17. Okay, yeah, you very easily pick it up. Okay, what does it do? It just keeps wiggling its legs. Mm. Like, it's it's trying to walk or grab onto something, but it can't reach anything. Because I'm assuming you grabbed it by its back. Yep. Mm-hmm. Pick it up. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I got one. I don't know what to do with it, but I got one. It doesn't seem to like it much, but it's it's doing something. I think it's trying to walk. Mm-hmm. I mean, how can we keep it if you have to keep holding it? I don't want to disassemble one. The others might get mad. 
fun to see what it would do. Like if it was friendly, if it would attack my hand, you know, what it was doing. And I don't think it knows what it's doing. So I'm going to put it back down so it can go back with its friends. Uh-huh. And I put it back on the ground. It runs off. Hmm. Okay. So if you continue following them, eventually, and I want to say it's Dezal that has um, extended dark vision. Yes. What What's the range on that? If I recall correctly, it's 300 feet. Okay. So eventually you realize that you're getting to a point where the tunnel opens out into a larger cavern. Oh, 120, sorry. Well, the statement's the same, but the cavern entrance is a bit closer. <laughs> and there is something glowing red inside the cavern. I want to you don't have direct light of sight to the source of the glow, but you do see that the inside of the cavern is illuminated. Okay. Um, hey, there's something glowing up ahead in a in a bigger room at the end of the tunnel. Is that where the fireball went? Maybe, Maybe. it's that. I don't know. I don't think fireballs go that far. Oh, no. Dezal rolled a 15 for a stealth check. I'm going to sneak ahead and see if I can figure out what's going on. Okay. I'm going to make a roll. Okay. Um, so as you approach the cavern entrance area, you see what appears to be um, a winged kobold. The wings are glowing red, not like very, very brightly, bright enough that you can see them. The light is bouncing off the walls of the cavern a little bit, but it's not really enough that people would be able to read by that light. Um, so you, and it appears to be surrounded by piles of stuff, likely metal, because the Tiny little anoli bots are bringing metal over and putting them on the piles. Is it moving at all? Yes, it does appear to be picking up bits from the pile and attaching them to something. And you hear whirring sounds, occasionally scraping sounds. Cobalt. A mecha cobalt? Yeah. I'm going to have to run back and communicate this to the rest of the party. Yeah. Uh, so I'm yes, sorry, that. I thought you'd done that already. Well, now she has. Okay. A live cobalt or a metal cobalt? The wings were creating a tell. silhouetting effect. But mm-hmm. how many cobalts do you know that are able to glow like that? I mean, I can think of one in particular... But she's on another planet right now. We hope. And, and probably spending don't most hope. of her time with her daughter and dad. Uh-huh. Presumably. Presumably. Could it be an image of Kirtlemac? I hope. For those of you who don't get the reference, Kirtlemac is the ancient god of the kobolds who is currently theoretically imprisoned in a maze by Garl Glittergold for the crime of trying to 
imprisoned the gnomes to get them to do all the jobs that kobolds were expected to do. Kind of fair on both ends, really. It's why most kobold clerics aren't very good at their job, unless they're worshipping somebody else. Because when God's in prison, (laughs) they can't give you a lot of power. Sorry has no idea who she's worshipping. Oh, I never mind that. <laughs> I think Otashi would, if she knew about this god, she'd forgotten already because she's not very perceptive. There are there are kobolds in the Circle of Tales who do still worship Kratolmak because there, there's no official religion for the Circle of Tales. Mm, it's okay. uh, bringing the kobold, not their deity, mm. is their policy. Uh, unless you've decided that your deity has declared that you need to be a tyrannical ruler over all the kobolds, in which case they do take some issue. Mm. They might sit you down to have a chat. Um, the person sitting you down to have a chat might be Monty. <laughs> that is the better result. Uh, okay. Socks wouldn't sit you down for the chat. <laughs> Yeah, that's probably true. Dribble someone like a basketball. <laughs> you wouldn't see socks right. coming. I'm going to run up and check this out again and maybe say hello. And if I disappear suddenly, someone come get my ring, please. Okay. For those listening at home, remember, Dezal has a magical ring that she can port herself into. Hasn't really been used since the first session when I crashed the ship. Uh-huh. Utashi, do you believe you will be able to see the ring? Uh-huh. Good. I just gotta get close enough to it. You know, like 60 feet will do. Did you want light? I could cast light with something if you want. Maybe that Maybe you should help. Mori asks, asks, should I dispel the light that I put on my staff? Uh, I don't know. Is this helping you guys that can't see in the dark? Yeah, we have Maury's light. We have Maury's light. It's been a it's been a why, couple weeks. Why was there? Then why was there fire? Now I'm confused. Out of character. Um, because Maury's light was with you, but Ebenezer wanted to light the way ahead to see where you were going. Fire. Yeah. Oh. Also, Ebenezer is a good enough reason <laughs> yeah. for why something was done unexpectedly. That's fair. And for the record, Ebenezer is not Kevin. <laughs> if Ebenezer Maybe. was Kevin, I'd be calling Ebenezer Kevin. Okay. <laughs> or Kevinezer. <laughs> you and oh. Ellie went there at the same time, and I am so <laughs> proud of both of you. Um, but no, and I'm not, I'm not shipping the two, so that's not going to be the name for their pairing. <laughs> Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> and, of that. and for Utashi. the record, Kevin is Arrow Ace, so don't ship him. No shipping. Uh, Maybe Tashi should follow, like, 60 feet back to keep an eye on Deza. Okay. Careful. Uh-huh. She's not going to get distracted at all. <laughs> at all. Sorry is fine. putting her face in her hands while just just face and hands. <laughs> this is fine. So now, like, fine. walking down the 
hallway, I guess. So, so Deza's running up ahead again to say hello. And as Deza gets to the cavern entrance... All right, so I'll make sure Utashi's within you were doing. running distance. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I'll go to the entrance of the tunnel and say hello. All right. So as you do this, as you get to the entrance before you say hello, the winged kobold turns its head in your direction and says... It said what? Nothing. They just look at you. And there's a loud tapping sound. Um, is the tapping sound the drilligator? No. You left the drilligator behind a while ago. Uh, okay. Um, hmm. And the tapping sound is obviously a bit louder than the robot anolis could do, unless you were throwing them against a wall. Oh, sequence. No. So no. chances are it's not coming from them. Okay. Um, this tapping is done several times while it's looking directly at Deza. I think we need to Morse code. That was what I was thinking, yeah. Does anyone know Morse uh, Cobalt Morse code? Do we have that? It tilts its head to the side a little bit and says in Draconic, are you damaged? Oh. No. Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, your crocodile thing back there was. My what now? The the lizard with the head of a drill. You're going to have to narrow that down. Hmm. So that's more than one? I'm probably 60 feet away, like we talked about, though. I don't know if they can hear me. Um, <laughs> but she's not so, very perceptive, so... Sound is ca- carrying pretty well. So okay. that voice does come from down the tunnel. Mm-hmm. So, changing the subject. Hi, my name's Deza, and I'm organic. Ah, that why you... That would explain why you were not responding with an appropriate number name. Yes. Um, are you organic? No. That makes sense. Why do you look like me? Well, I'm a kobold, and we came from space. I understood. Someone named Hatsune Miku sent us. (laughs) We have this game called Minecraft we want to share with you. Actually, I think these robots would share Minecraft with you. But... (laughs) Yes, but in any case, I understood many of those words, but I don't think you are using space in the same context that I understand. What's a cobalt? Can I hear what they're saying? Oh yeah, voices carrying down. Matter of fact, I'm assuming at this point, the rest of you are starting to catch up, unless you're saying you're going to continue to hang back. Nope, I'm going to go see what this is. Come walking down the hallway. (laughs) Okay. Um, I walk up and I go, hi! Hello. I am assuming that None of you understood when I introduced myself. No, I'm afraid not. If you wrote it uh, down, I could understand it. Ah. Uh, um, verbal language is good for complex concepts, but our tapping codes are great for faster communication, for simple things. Like names, and oh, here's a shiny bit of metal, and things like that. My name is 8135-00427834. That's a lot of numbers. There's a lot of cobots. Cobots? Cobots. That is what we are. Oh. I wonder if cobalt is a derivative of cobot. It would make sense. It would explain the similarities. Yes, it would. Um, How long have you been here? A few days. How long have you been functioning? My internal chronometer 
has been functioning for over two centuries. Ah. In your words, what do you do? I build, maintain, and repair cobots. Now there's more down here? You ask this while there's a bunch of Anoli cobots walking back and forth past you. Okay, but she was thinking that it's there's more cobalts like this one that's talking to them. Because I, I Utashi is Utashi. <laughs> you know? I'm, the DM is picking up what you're putting down. Uh-huh. But the DM is also marveling at you are surrounded by cobalts and you're like, there's more than one? <laughs> Tall. Yes. I mean, Utashi's not very perceptive. You know? <laughs> when you remove one bit of context, it makes the thing funny. Mm-hmm. And I removed the one bit of context that was needed for it to be a serious question. Yeah. Because I like out of context quotes. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I may or may not post them online a lot. Yep, yep. So. 81350042 You should Our... relearn tapping code. It is much more convenient. Yes. Do you know who. Invented cobots? Our administrator might have known. That is past tense. I noticed the tense, yes. Yes. Several days ago, there was a cave-in, the location where most of our cluster was situated at the time, uh, collapsed entirely. Where did this happen? You are given a... List of coordinates that make no sense to you whatsoever. I'm going to write them down anyway. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) What are our current coordinates? Uh, You are given those as well. I'm going to write those down too. (laughs) (laughs) If the administrator were dug out, could the administrator be repaired? Possibly. Some attempts were made as the most advanced of the surviving cobots of our cluster. I did send some of our harvesters in that direction, but the ground remains too unstable. Any tunnels we dig collapse upon the mills. An administrator would be needed for the computations necessary to plan an excavation properly. So I'm building a new one. Oh. Of course, by that point, the previous administrator would most likely be redundant. Any memory units would be harvested, but everything else would be recycled. The memory units would be reused by the new administrator? Yes. Okay. It, it wouldn't lose its memory. You wouldn't lose the memories. Well, that would depend on how much damage was stained. Aside from damage, okay. Several hundred tons of rock do tend to cause some structural failures. French. We could try to help dig out the other one, if it would be faster. That would be convenient, although there would be a lot of digging involved. My understanding is the seismic activity was not centered at our cavern. It was actually some distance away. You were given the third set of coordinates. Which I'm assuming Deza writes those down too. Yes. Something very large impacted or exploded most likely on the surface. Uh, yep. We I should. Agree. I believe 
We now have a frame of reference for the meaning of those coordinates. I rolled a seven on an insight check for this character. So they are not picking up what you are understanding. And deliberately not putting down entirely. (laughs) Actually, what do I have to roll to... Given given that we know two sets of coordinates, or whose, whose positions we know, I don't know, I'd need three, wouldn't I? At the very least, you would need to know, you need to be able to add one of those other two to your map. Right. Accurately, and then you might be able to extrapolate from there. Ideally, you would need to know all three of them and then to extrapolate, but it hinges on making sure your map is super accurate. Curiosity of the coordinates, which ones are up, down, which are side, side, and which are high, low. Doing illustrative hand gestures as if on a map. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Give me a second here. I'm I'm not looking up the coordinates, I'm looking up something else. Oh dear. So, um the the winged robot cobalt co- cobot, not cobalt, <laughs> gives you an understanding of which coordinates are x axis, y axis, and z axis. But the units of measurement with the numbers are cobot units of measurement, so they don't necessarily translate properly. It's like saying, Oh, well, a centimeter. How big is that? Oh, it's one hundredth of a meter. Thank you. If we spend yeah. a little time and, and it's willing, we could probably figure out things I like... I cast Mold Earth to create a groove in the dirt the size of our inch-centimeter equivalent. How many of these are in your preferred unit of measurement? The wings grow brighter, and you are given an answer. Okay, Chris, sleep well. Get some rest. Bye. Oh, is there anything on? Okay. Obviously, there's not enough murder, so, you know, curling up, taking a nap. Mm. Also, <laughs> full-time job, and... Mm, yeah. This is I meant the character. Oh. I'm, I'm thinking of real life, which is the main reason, and full-time yeah. job, and this is late if you are in Scotland and the rest of the mm-hmm. world. Yep. The character is obviously taking a nap because not enough murder. The player is taking a nap because the player needs some sleep. This is not a nap. This is hopefully an eight-hour nap, you know? Uh, Quote, nap, unquote. When you wake up just in time to go to bed. I'm having fun playing a character that actually has a wisdom score. (laughs) You also have an intelligence score. Yes. Which is higher than my wisdom score. Anyway, I'm going to write down both the length of the reference mark and whatever uh, 834 told us. 135. 834, the last three numbers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. There is a reason for the number setup. Interesting. Yes. Did the DM spend too much time on world building? You'll never say. (laughs) No such thing. No such thing. Like, okay, I'm going to make sure I'm very sparse in my world building, so we'll build the world as it's explored, 
That way I don't spend too much time on any one thing that the party then ignores entirely, which I did for the first campaign, which is why there's some spoilers that have, there's some secrets that have never been spoiled from session one <laughs> of the first campaign over four years ago. And then I did this. <laughs> yep. Oh, well. So yeah, now, now you have some areas that you can fill in on your map with absolutely nothing in between them. <laughs> just it, it's like when you discover a new location playing a, a an an RPG video game. So you bring up your map and it's just a little dot off to the distance that says, "Oh yeah, here's a quest marker." <laughs> well, th- at least we know where we have to go. Um the other thing is we need to try to stop the methods from Although, if they're not sending back tainted coal because things killed them, at least there's that. Uh, tainted charcoal. <laughs> I hmm. require more information to understand the new words that you were using. Surface? Oh. There are I, organic I civilizations. The right, I, there are organic I, civilizations. Yes, they do sometimes incur on our activity. One of the organic civilizations has adopted a method of production that damages the environment both in mundane ways and in magical ones. The latter currently mostly by causing method. That seems unfortunate. What's a method? Um, It's kind of like uh, it's not creepy. You, you are not a method. No, <laughs> you are not. Oh my gosh, that's gonna live on forever. So <laughs> yeah, that one off. <laughs> that's funny. Um, so a method is like a little flying creature, kind of compared to bigger ones, I guess. And they're kind of mean, and they don't like. They're small and hostile elemental spirits. Or at least, out of character, or at least I'm pretty sure that's what they are. That is a more concise definition than I was going to have Moy or Ebenezer give. <laughs> In part because it was going to be Ebenezer giving it. Oh no. <laughs> so e- Ebenezer had his mouth open and a finger raised to explain it, and now feels a little chuffed that somebody did it better than he could. But he'll probably get over it, or forget it ever happened. Which would lead to the first thing, but whatever. So we are trying to do a friendly favor for people who have been nice to us by reducing the number of methods due to improper harvesting of magically imbued organic materials. Hmm. Well. Longcamp, did I get all those words right? I believe so. I wish you success in your endeavors. We tend to not need organic materials for our construction, so you don't need to worry about us contributing. Thank you. 834, I have a question. Yes? How big is an administrator? Oh, about as big as the two taller biologics next to you. Oh. Maybe a little bit taller. We ask because... I, I ask because I noticed that we're inside a very large cobot. Tunnels for one. Or at least we're in a tunnel that's connected to one. I don't follow. I was wondering if the very large cobot was the administrator. The I am unaware of 
any cobalt my size or larger in the immediate vicinity. Can you fit in that tunnel? Yes. You're going to want to come with me. Because... It will be educational. Um, the cobot you've been talking to looks at you for a moment, looks down at their work, which does appear to be the basic framework for a new cobot that is possibly, unless it gets additional things added to it, roughly the size of a dragonborn. <laughs> then sets down some blood-soaked pieces of metal, stands up, and says, very well. Thank you. It's this way. Smash that too. Yeah, I'll lead A34 back to the, the entrance where we came in. Okay. Trailing along. Uh-huh. I see. Hmm. Somewhat interesting. But any metals that were in here must have been harvested or rusted away some time ago. You don't have any memories of these things functioning? I do not. Our administrator might have. Really need to dig that out. I assure you, that is a task that I was working on the processes for. Uh-huh. Thank you for... For taking the time to look at this thing, because we don't have the words to explain it. If I did not have existing priorities, this would be an interesting investigation. This is far larger than any cobot I've helped construct. Our factories get quite large by necessity, but this is larger. May have had organic cobalts in it when it was new. That would imply that cobalts are older than cobots. Yes. That seems implausible. Species. What was that? Species. I'm not tracking. Cobalts, as a species, are probably older than cobots. That seems implausible. Why? Because I have no memory of cobalts. Okay, time to come fully clean. We're from another planet, <clears throat> and we came here seeking the cobalt empire that, for, from which our people were an offshoot. The home world. The empire was ancient, many thousands of years ago. And somewhere, part of it still works, because we were shot down by one of its guns. I am unaware of any weaponry powerful enough to shoot anything down. Then when we have discovered the culprit, perhaps we will be able to share information with you and your administrator unit. By then I might have finished rebuilding and reintegrating an administrator. Wouldn't mind helping get the administrator back if we Indeed. got me. What can we do? If you... I... Sorry, <laughs> it just occurred to me. Is there anybody here who doesn't speak Draconic? Mori and Ebenezer, probably? <laughs> oh, yeah. Mori looks at you and says, you call it Draconic? What do you call it? it? It's just the language that the temp that the priests use for the rituals. Really? I was taught this Neat. at age five. Missed what was said there. Mori was taught this at age five. Deza said neat. Oh, okay. Now I got it. And Deza is writing this down excitedly. Sori mm -hmm. is going to say very seriously that this shows a great deal of wisdom. Because, I mean, sorry. Mm. She is a little bit arrogant sometimes. <laughs> it is fascinating. I don't really see what this has to do with dragons. Uh, kobolds and dragons are kind of a connected species. 
Yes, we believe. What would that, that have to do with our gods? We believe that we learned the language from the dragons. Okay. Though it is possible that the language initially stemmed from the god of dragons. Well, current doctrine says that powerful beings do tend to speak low celestial. That that's what we've been calling it. Because player was coughing and missed that. I'm sorry. They call it low celestial. Yeah, they're they're celestial, which is a bit more difficult. um, But low celestial is better suited for intermediary conversations and, you know, us lowly mortal things. And beings that aspire to godhood sometimes end up taking it on as a language due to hubris, which that's kind of the status quo for dragons, which is why we try to wipe them out when we find them. Do you happen to know any words in High Celestial? Mm, check the character sheet. <laughs> I don't need to have Maury's character sheet open. Not at Sorry. All. <laughs> no, that's a failing on my part, because there was the chance that you would have had combat today, in which case I really would have needed Maury's character sheet open. <laughs> <laughs> Ebenezer, I just made a, a stat block. But no, Maury had to be a full character. <laughs> it's because she's sensible. Ebenezer would feel insulted if Ebenezer heard and understood that. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to say that calling Draconic Low Celestial is not going to stop the hubris of of certain lizards lizard types who speak Draconic. Um, <laughs> Somewhere this is kind- on another world, Monty laughs maliciously. <laughs> I Considering mean, Monty was worshipped as a deity. Yeah, exactly. And to some extent still is. I- I'm not going to say Monty tried to put a kibosh on that. Sometimes I just want to be loved, that's all. <laughs> yeah, and then Chroma comes and hugs him. I mean, this is also good, but that's not quite what I meant. <laughs> Sometimes some, a dragon just wants to be worshipped, yes. <laughs> yes. And not just be brought handmade pottery on Father's Day. Um, <laughs> although... Oh, but it makes tea! Also, why is the handmade pottery made out of um, advanced electronics? Do you like it? <laughs> it's nice, but what's the red button over here for? Don't press it. <laughs> I, I see you put tape over it. It made the tea too hot. Like, um, boom. You you know I'm immune to fire damage, right? But not shrapnel. It's hot, isn't. Oh! Yo, there's ways to ward against that. <laughs> I mean, I didn't take levels in Arcane Trickster for nothing. Let me show you a few things. Oh. And they have weekend project where let's show you how to make a pot only explode and have it be bad for other people. It's a wonderful lesson I like to call make it someone else's problem. I'm very good at this. Also, <laughs> the story of how Chroma got her first level in Artificer. Aww. <laughs> so, what's on Mori's character content. sheet? Does Mori speak high for the celestial? Record, no. Mori does not speak any kind of celestial by our standards. By Mori's standard, she was raised to know how to speak 
low celestial because, again, she was being groomed for the priesthood, and she decided that wasn't really her thing. Um, her dad does speak some celestial, probably, but they didn't really spend any time learning that. So they couldn't even pronounce a single word in it? Probably not. Okay. Gonna put a pin in that for later. I mean, I know for a fact I can read it if I see it written down, but sadly that doesn't extend to uh, spoken languages. And depending on which god you follow, it's a dead language. Sorry, I had to make the joke. So, there are dragons on this world. Well, we do try to keep them in check. Colors. That's not just a priesthood thing, although usually it's the various priesthoods that spearhead it. But when it's a dragon, it's kind of an all-hands-on-deck thing. What colors of dragons do you get? Usual. What's the usual, though? I don't really... This isn't my area of expertise. So I... Uh, and Ebenezer just starts saying, Well, there's, uh, there's white, there's black, there's red, there's green, there's blue... I think there's an indigo. Wait, no, that's not really a color. Someone just made that up. Chromatics. Well, yeah, that means colors. As opposed to metallics. The only dragon-like things made of metal would be our factory. Cerning? You may have noticed the lizard motif for the designs of the cobots you've already seen. Our factories Mm -hmm. are designed to resemble dragons because they're the biggest lizards that exist. Hey, that's true. But there aren't any living ones that you would call like gold or silver or sort of silvery pinky purple or like that. If, if there were any in the vicinity, we long since mined them out. Ah. I, that's an unsettling I am, thought. I am not certain that you can mine a dragon. They are fleshy on the inside. Did you not say that they were made of precious metals? They resemble precious metals. They look like them, but they're biologics. Uh, At least on the inside. Uh Uh-huh. I do not have any data on them. When we do encounter a dragon, it is usually a fierce conflict. If a cluster is powerful enough, we defeat the dragon and gain a large amount of resources. If not, uh, we are by design, very mobile, and we find somewhere else. Reasonable. Dragons tend to be destructive for our purpose. Well, I think that's just typical of dragons, mostly. Most of them. Pretty much. I mean, not all of them, I don't think, but maybe. I mean, they're capable mm-hmm. of law of destruction, even if they're not destroying things for whatever reason. Like being polite. a dragon I liked. How many dragons have you met? Um, what day is it? I don't know. The one... Who ran the dojo on the moon was benevolent. Oh, you mean Gox? Yes. Yeah, he's a good one. Though I gathered he may have been of cobalt origin. Uh Uh-huh. Are you saying there are cobalts on the moon? Uh Uh-huh. Well, our moon. Not not this moon, but the one that was where we... the. Yeah, that. <laughs> I just nod my head. <laughs> on the planet where we came from, there are kobolds on the moon, and also on the surface. This sounds like it would be a long and interesting conversation, but we've been playing for about an hour, so what do you say <laughs> we take a short break? Okay. <laughs> Valid. 
And you can have some of that conversation on the walk back that's going to happen in the time skip that takes place during the break, because I'm not going to RP all that out. <laughs> sure, sure. I yeah. think we were walking back during this conversation. Yeah. Yes. It was a long walk. Okay. I'm going to hit the pause button. All right, so this is actually where we're going to end it for this session. So thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, everyone, for playing. Tonight, I was joined by a bunch of awesome people, including Chris, Beth, Ellie, Eo, and Jen. Who's got something they'd like to plug? One, thank the GM for running. Two, Eo's mom writes books, elizabeth-mccoy.com. And also, you can get your local library to check out my ebooks, which are extremely cheap by library standards, as well as by a lot of other standards, frankly. So they might be able to, you know, scrape together some pocket change and you can sample my books without you paying a dime. So that'd be good. Libraries are good. We love libraries. Libraries are good. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Speaking <laughs> of books... Uh, my website is Book of Jen at bookofjen.net. It's got quite a bit of Diablo stuff on it, uh, some book reviews at the top, a few more I need to put up there, and, you know, whenever I have time to put something, I put it. I'm also the host of the Shattered Soulstone podcast. New episodes come out every Saturday, and you can find out, uh, you can listen to all the episodes if you want. It goes back to 2011, and uh, that's at shatteredsoulstone.com. And we don't have. And speaking of Patreons. (laughs) We do have a Patreon where you can help us keep the lights on along with other illustrious patrons. Uh, Website is patreon.com slash cogwheelgaming and join other illustrious patrons including Chris, Ellie, Eric, Mickey, Shanshan, Walter, and patron emeritus Cindy. And this week, Pack Tactics is brought to you by George Decay's Porridge Soufflés. (laughs) Oh my. (laughs) I was waiting for that. I mean, Ellie opened the door. Yes. I had to walk through it. Yes. Someone had to. (laughs) All right. So, until next time, this is Crash saying, The science of biologicals is intriguing. Tell me again how sheep's bladders can be used to stop earthquakes. (laughs) Good night, everybody.